I was just going to give a little bit of warning to the people that are on holiday. Are there anybody here that's on holiday? Well, I've got a little bit of warning for you. I'm praying for rain and I'm a farmer. <laughs> um, well, welcome to Paynton. Um, I don't know why you chose Paynton against Timoth and Dawlish, but never mind. It's, it's lovely down here. I'd just like to tell you a little story just before... Um, they, they, they might, I hope they make you smile, but it did me. It starts off with a missionary, went to a country and worked hard in a local church, trying to teach the people the ways of God. One man, Abadol, had more than one wife, and this concerned the missionary. But more than that, when he saw him at the local market, Abdul could be seen strutting ahead with his wives following him in a line behind carrying all the shopping. The missionary, being British, thought that that was not right and decided to have a quiet word with Abadol. He couldn't do anything he couldn't do anything out about the number of his wives, but he could encourage him to show more respect for them. <laughs> a few days later the missionary was driving along when he spotted Abadol in the distance and was pleased to see that this time his wife was walking in a line ahead of him. Ah, Abadol, he called out. Progress. No, replied Abadol. Landmines. But <laughs> <laughs> not very nice, but at any rate, I'm going to, I want to speak to you today about righteousness through in Christ Jesus. Righteousness in Christ Jesus. And Paul writes in chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3, to the end, if you want to follow with me, I'm not, I'm going to read it. I've written out some of it here and I'm going to read it from here. I became righteous through faith in Christ. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. This was Paul speaking. And I think that's amazing to know what Paul was like before he met Jesus on that road. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. With, with all need, we all need the power. It was not just for Paul. Paul says these words, I want to suffer with Jesus, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now I want to read from Paul, Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Now you imagine, this was going back... back Oh, 2,000, no, nearly 2,000 years ago. And this was the letter, sort of letter they used to write. Philippians 1. This is a letter, is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and deacons. Well, that's good, isn't it? May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Give you grace and peace. 
Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been partner, my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from time you first heard until now. And I am certain that the God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. You have had a special place in my heart. That's a letter, isn't it? That's a letter. Now, he would not be... We would not, this would not happen today. A letter like this sent. But in the first century, this was quite the form. Can you imagine a Sunday morning like this? A congregation like this or a group of Christians, group of people meeting, mainly Christians, but just there. The Sunday morning in a small place of worship in Philippi. The leader stands up, Mr. Bartlett would stand up. He's out the notices for the coming week. Then he reads this letter from a priceless from a priceless piece of parchment from a long lost friend. They were in suspense. Who is it from? Then the name Paul came. This all they was all they needed for memories. Their memories would come flooding back, smiles would appear, eyes full of tears, their eyes wide open, their ears wide open. You could hear a pin drop. Paul was writing to them. The mention of his name sends a shiver down the spine. Legs turned to jelly. They would all lean forward and listen. Ten years ago, this man was among them. An evangelist, an evangelistic church planter. Ten years ago, he was put in jail. But in a sense, ten years, they've seen the power of God at work. It would have thrilled them. Lydia was there, who was converted when he was there. What a story. I want to tell you a little story. This is my point for this morning. The story is told of a little boy, and he goes to bed. Mum and Dad just creep up and see, there he is in bed, everything's all right. And they go downstairs, and I don't know what they're doing. They might have been watching the television, but not too loud, because they heard a thump. And they ran upstairs, like you would. Ran upstairs. And they said, what's happened, Johnny? What's happened? Well, he said, I stayed too close to where I got in. <laughs> now that's, you might laugh at the moment and you might think, well, that's a funny message. That's the message for this morning. I stayed too close to where I got in. Many Christians are like that. Many, many Christians are like that. But you could never say that about Paul. 
What about you? Paul was always moving on. Paul says to you and me, I was there when it happened. He met Jesus and he went in a new direction. His values were reversed. Transformed man. A man transformed by Jesus himself. Has that happened to you? I suggest that it is, is it, if it's not like that, just check out. Because your life should be transformed if you know Christ is your saviour. Jim Elliot was a missionary years, years ago. You might, some of us older folk might remember him. And he would say this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Life moments. Gain is loss. Loss is gain. The righteousness of Christ Jesus. Our righteousness is a faith righteousness. I meet a lot of people who are very, 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 very righteous. Very, very good righteous people that keep finding folk with all the Christians. But their righteousness is self-righteousness. And there's a difference. Is your righteousness the righteousness in verse 9? Jesus, faith righteousness, not work righteousness, which, the, which is in verse 6. These people, we do need, in verse 9, depend on the Saviour Jesus. Our sin has been transferred. I'm going to just from your sinful account to God's righteousness account has been transferred to our account. That God's system of bookkeeping, that's God's system of bookkeeping, to take all our sin from there and put it on him and put his righteousness in, on us. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Are you staying too close to where you got in? How much have you grown as a believer in the last six months? What are you doing different to what you were doing last year? What are you doing different to what you were doing six months ago? Are you witnessing? Are you telling others that Jesus can change your life and give you peace? joy, and everlasting life. How many of you told the way of salvation to? In the last six months, we'll give you. Just answer that yourself. Are you staying too close to where you got in? We don't want religion with trappings. We want Christ with action in our lives. Something that we can do and we know that he wants us to serve him. He wants us to be a witness to him. And he will give us the strength and the words to speak at the time. I could never stand up here as a simple farmer and speak and shout. Unless Christ was in me. 
I know with assurance from the age of nine I accepted Christ as my personal saviour. Probably didn't mean much to me till I got late teens. Then it was just, you know, going along steady. Then I lost my father. I was quite a bit older then. And things really just challenged me then. My, my dad's gone. My mum's gone. What have I done for the Lord? And I know now, and I get a great joy of telling you and telling others about Jesus. Because I know it works. It's not just a, a story. It really works. Paul says these words. I want to know him better. I want to know you better. Do you want to know Jesus better? Do you want to know his word better? He wants you to grow. I want to know you more. How about you? Do you want to know him more and make him known more in your life? You don't have to put a tie on to do it. I do it because of tradition. You could come up in shirts, an open neck shirt. Doesn't make any difference because it's what's in here that counts. Because the Holy Spirit, as soon as you come to know Christ as your Savior, comes and dwells in you. Are you staying too close to where you got in? How much have you grown in the last three months? How much have you grown since lockdown? Or are you just drifting along and going from week to week? I don't know who you are. A lot of you, I do know, I know you, but I don't know you. Are you coming just week to week and you're listening to this wonderful hymn singing and playing and music and you meet lovely people and you have a cup of tea? Is that it? Or are you on fun for Jesus? Do you know him as your saviour? Do you want to know him as your saviour? Today would be the best day you could ever do it. Because you don't know that tomorrow will be here. I want to know you more. I want to know him more. I want to make him known more. The Holy Spirit will come into your life. It's a power worth having. A passion worth sharing. Are you staying too close to where you got in? We're going to sing a hymn. 279. Please. Thank you. That was sudden, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I'd finished, did you? Thank you for listening today. Um, I'd like to read a prayer. And you think, oh, Partridge, you're slipping, you're reading prayers. But this is a prayer that really touched me. And I found this prayer in an old magazine years ago. And I came across it the other day, and I thought, I'm going to use that. And these are the words, and we pray it ourselves as if we're praying it. Lord, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. This week has drained me. No more energy. No more emotion. No more strength. 
I've taken too much to heart. I've been puzzling everyone else's problems, bearing everyone else's worries, suffering one else's grief, so my strength has ebbed away. Empty, Lord, I come to you now to touch the hem of your garment for strength to refill me, to refresh me, to give me rest, because you, Lord, you bore all our sorrows, carried all our grief on your shoulders and left them at Calvary. Thank you that now I can rest in your arms. Lord, that wonderful thought that we can rest in the arms of Jesus, that we can come and just cast our burdens unto Jesus. For he cares for us. With all the problems of life, with all the concerns of the virus and the lockdowns and all that which is behind us now but still in front of us a little bit. Just touch our hearts, touch our minds, touch our bodies Lord. For those of us that need healing, just touch us. Lord, and those that need you as a saviour. Just touch their hearts now this morning. May it just drop that six inches from the brain down to the heart so that we might come to know you as Saviour. Lord, now as we go our different ways and we, we have a coffee or a tea or we chat, Lord, be with us. May we know your presence, not only today, but in the coming days to come. The presence of the Holy Spirit. Your presence, God with us every moment of every day this week. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen.